This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. Welcome back to The Verse. Today, we're changing it up. We're closing out the OG Star Wars trilogy, Blind Spot, covering some cinematic universe pop culture news, and trying out a game of sorts. Be sure to hang around till the end where there may be a post credit scene. We're about to start the show, but before we do, let's say hi to the team. I'm Lucas. I'm Bridget. I'm Norm. I'm Cronsworth. And I'm Emilia. And this is The Verse News, where we bring you the latest in TV, film, and superhero news from across the cinematic universes and beyond. Let's see what The Verse Squad has come up with this week. So I have some really like sad and scary news. Uh, so I guess I'll start off so hopefully we can end on something better. But I'm sure most of you have heard by now that Bob Odenkirk collapsed on set and was rushed to the hospital while filming Better Call Saul. And there was like a news blackout for 24 hours after it was announced. But then just recently they said that it was a heart attack or like a heart event is what they were calling it, I think. That's what the publicist said. So that's really scary. But at least he's like at the hospital and stabilized. And I'm sure we'll get more news. But not only am I a huge fan of Bob Odenkirk from all of his past work, Better Call Saul is in the middle of wrapping its final season. So, like, not only is it, like, such well wishes, I hope, for him and good health, so, you know, he can just, even if he quit tomorrow, I wish him that. But I also wish that we could finish off one of my favorite shows right now, which is Better Call Saul. So, a lot riding on that. Yeah. I don't want to be selfish here, but there's a lot hanging on for that (laughs) final season. Yeah. I mean, I really hope he's doing okay. Is Better Call Saul, like, wasn't it, like, a spinoff of Breaking Bad? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. So haven't are you saying either. you haven't... Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so you got to stop going to Disneyland, lock yourself in a room, and oh, catch up oh, on all this stuff. Oh, 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 oh. Disney have you seen, have you seen Breaking Lucas. Bad? Okay, come on, Disney World. I just pretend Land educated. is the only one that exists. Come on. No. Okay, You're Norm, different. I saw you raise your hand. Have you watched Breaking <laughs> Bad? Same question to you, Bridget. I watched the first three episodes, and... Uh, Life got in the way, and I have yet to finish anything. For for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? You haven't yes. seen neither. I okay. mean, yeah. Wow. Uh, honestly, like, Boo. Norm just was like, I haven't seen either. Like, he, was, he like, put his head down like he was getting in trouble, like, from a teacher. Well, like, what's, what's actually going to oh, suck no. for you is that Breaking Bad is it's really a wonderful show. Like, it's, it hits such a high watermark, but I don't know if it's going to be as good now as when it first came out, because... Other shows have come out that have kind of rode off that. Um, and Better Call Saul, you, I mean, I in some ways like it better than Breaking Bad. There's things they do with it. but they. I think it's going to surpass. I think it, it might think have it surpassed. it already Breaking has already. in my heart because yeah. I tried rewatching Breaking Bad recently. It's just because it's so dark and, and just mean of a show, which is why I loved it the first time because I didn't know what was coming. Um, but Better Call Saul seems to be way more you know philosophical and it's so character driven and you know and it it tends to balance they the really humor with it, it. Yeah. And yeah so like and but we wouldn't have had it without breaking bad so you know you kind of have to appreciate them both you know well you guys have homework. you have homework to do yeah <laughs> and let's bo- so, let's so all like I, pray I, and send good this? feelings for you know oh that's true mr odenkirk i also want another nobody uh, movie because i'm a sequel to that one so 
uh, you know, we got to be respectful and hope he pulls through and is healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, do I go from, do I do Lord of the Rings in one weekend and then eventually? Oh. <laughs> Good question. We do have to figure out our blind spots after moving forward, so. Yes, Lord of the Rings first, though. Yeah, yeah I, was say, I think that's a bigger blind spot than, than Breaking yes. Bad. Is F9 a bigger blind spot than Breaking Bad? No. Unfortunately, no, as much <laughs> as I would like to say it. So. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. You can still watch F9. <laughs> like, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> well, speaking of F9, I actually have two pieces of news, because Ooh. one of these is quite old. Um, but the the F9-related news, or rather the Furious related news about a week ago uh, as of this recording Dwayne Johnson aka The Rock confirmed that he is not returning for any more Fast and Furious movies oh are you so. surprised yeah yes wait. really wait so <laughs> like is the like Hobbs and great... Shaw like thing dead now mm-hmm. like that's still just, doing like, Hobbs and Shaw He's, wait but that's because that doesn't involve Vin Diesel <laughs> no but that Hobbs and Shaw is part of the franchise yeah, but he's but it's a it's he's not doing the he's not, he's not doing the main movies is what you're saying. Is he's, it because he's he has beef with Vin Diesel? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm Wait, not shocked. Are they at all. scheduled for eleven? I've been hearing talks about eleven. Wow. So the search for I, more money. This was news to me <laughs> because I did not know there was a a, a beef, or I think what? I'd heard about it, but I assumed it was a joke. Oh, you thought it was like overblown? <laughs> yeah, I assumed it was one of those like. You know, marketing things yeah i i believe that both of those meatheads were like you know big egos you know couldn't take it uh and i didn't want to believe it you know well the funny thing is is i think i've read statham to be a family (laughs) i I think i've read statham's hard to actually work with so i'm sure all those guys are egomaniacs you know well everything that i've read says the rock and like vin diesel are actually easy guys to like work with but when like, they're the top maybe dog, to, right? Like when it's their guess, franchise, yeah. they're like the nicest guys. But when you well, butt heads, boop, boop, boop. I did a little bit of digging, and <clears throat> apparently this started back in like 2016 during um, the filming for Fate of the Furious. And yeah, The Rock posted this photo. It's not on Instagram anymore, but like he he wrote some insert male co-star Con- uh, some male co-stars conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals while others don't the ones that don't are too chicken bleep to do anything about it candy bleeps mm, candy bleeps i feel like that kind of sums it up huh. basically you put two alphas in a room <laughs> this is what happens wow <laughs> i think one of them actually said something to that effect and i was like i can't believe you just unironically used the term alpha, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Jocks, exactly. am I right? You're all, you are I mean, right. Oh my god, that would be a really right great sequel name. The Jocks and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So that's pretty heartbreaking. Um, but I felt like that was not enough news to be news. So, um, <laughs> so you have a second piece. My real news. Yes, for fans of The Walking Dead, which I used to be <laughs> um same here apparently yep. there was a little a little teeny just a shred of update um for the walking dead movie which again i did did Is not this know one with rick? rick uh with rick yes coral. with rick grimes famously father of coral who <laughs> coral? So he's, he's the star of the walking dead franchise was the, was star. the star 
he exited a couple of years ago somewhere in season nine um and he was he exited along with most of us he's presumed dead no a lot a lot of us left before that cronsworth yes a lot of us left <laughs> then you're the lucky ones a lot of us left with certain other characters so um he dies doesn't doesn't die can you cut that out please <laughs> or keep it in i'll just be embarrassed anyway um <laughs> you know he's gonna keep it in now He's going to keep it in because so, last recording you did the same thing and you were like, please cut this so I don't sound like an idiot. And what did he keep in? That All was of it. that was clearly played as a joke, oh. though. Was it? <laughs> was it really? Was it? <laughs> this was an honest to goodness flub. Anyway, partway through season nine, Andrew Lincoln's character, who plays Rick Grimes, is does a dramatic stunt and is presumed dead by most of his um, people, uh, other characters in the show. Uh, but in a like a in an extra scene, it's revealed that he like gets whisked away in a mysterious helicopter, and people have just been like theorizing about where he's been ever since. Um, they're like, maybe he's going to return in this like upcoming Walking Dead series. Maybe there's going to be a movie. Um, maybe, movies. Maybe he's on the moon with Captain America. Maybe Anything's could possible. be. Um, apparently, the reason that the movie is taking a long time is that. They really, really, really want to get it right. So, oh, I thought you said they really, really want to find a reason to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really want to do it. Apparently, um, you know, to hear uh, Nicotero, Greg Nicotero, and uh, Robert Kirkman talk about it, this everybody's just been banging down their doors for this. Hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I'm so bored um, of zombies to begin with. And then I'm bored of The Walking Dead, and I'm even more bored of Rick Grimes at this point. Sorry, Andrew Lincoln. I think he did a great job for what he had to work with. For but like, is anybody excited about this besides the few people who want to make it? All right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. So, um, <laughs> but that's what's going on. All right. All right. So far, um... two, two or. Or three depressing Somewhat news pieces. Dour. Yeah, come on. Somebody give us something fun and happy. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to keep it going on a little bit of a south note. Um, so, this is like an episode of Breaking wah, Bad. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, so the Masters of the Universe Revelations uh, cartoon by Kevin Smith came out on Netflix this past week. Oh. And I don't – oh, uh, it's actually really good. Oh, nice. Uh a lot of uh, quote-unquote hardcore fans are ripping it to shreds. Oh, are you one and of those hardcore fans? No, okay. I am not. I, I am enjoying it. My only beef with it is I'm not a, exactly a big fan of Adam, who the who's voicing Adam in the series. Okay. That's about it. But it's not a big enough of a... Uh, a complaint to warrant me going off. Does he like, do half Adam of these... and He Man? Is it like both roles, or do they have a different voice actor I don't, for it? I think they have a different voice actor for it, mm. and it's not like it matters because um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Lucas, if you plan on watching it. But like the number one complaint by all fans is He Man's not actually in it that much. Oh well, you know, you know what I say it every time we talk about this show: He Man all day, He Man all day. But all right, sure. Well, I'll well, check it out, honestly, because like, I have no dog in this fight. Like, If it's entertaining and it's... I lo the animation looked cool from the uh, trailer. It, so. it is. It's actually good, and uh, the story is great. And uh, it's the yeah, fact that fans are bombing it, 
just because of um, some small, really stupid Yeah, that um, makes me actually want to like it and watch it when they they Uh, turn on it like that. I've always been in the boat that, much like Batman, He-Man's actually not that interesting of a character. It's Mm -hmm. everything else around him that's interesting. Yeah, it's the peripheral characters, the world, uh, the villains as well. He had a great, like, rogues gallery in that show as well, yeah. He does, and the great part about that is uh, Mark Hamill voices Skeletor. What? That that's what all right, there was your lead. You buried the lead. That's all you had to say, and I'd be like, I'll give it a shot. All right, cool. Mark Hamill's been growing on me, I gotta say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we have lots to discuss. After Um Soiled um, it. Soiled it. Well so wait, I, I I'm feeling like a disturbance in the force that Bridget might have some Star Wars news for us though. I do. I'm finally going to take us off this depressing bandwagon. Thank God. Okay. Well, so. Thank you, though, Norma. I am going to watch that show. We'll check in next week, and I'll let you know. Uh, So, it has been reported that Star Wars has cast their live-action actors for the roles of Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, for those of you who do not know who those characters are... Lucas is sending me airplane signals. Um, They are from Star Wars Rebels, uh, which is one of the animated series. Yes, they are. Okay. No, land the plane. Land the plane. (laughs) I'm still coming in. The wheels aren't down yet. Okay. (laughs) They originated, okay, on the animated series, Star Wars Rebels, but they made their way or their reference is, I guess, in... The Mandalorian, okay, season two specifically. Well, Thrawn is actually from the novels. That's right. Didn't you read the novels? No, not the ones that he was in. Thrawn is a really like one of the He's best am- villains from yes. all of the Star Wars universe. He's an yeah. amazing villain. He's an amazing villain. And so, the thing is, they've been casted. Yeah. But we don't know what show they're going to be in yet. No, oh, I thought it was Ahsoka. It's, it was, it's Ahsoka. It was confirmed. Oh, see, I thought it was Ahsoka, but it wasn't 100% confirmed to be uh, I'm in on Ahsoka. No. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know what? This is not my beat, okay? You know? this. It's is not, not Indiana beat. Jones 5. It's not Indiana Jones 5. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but no, the, the thing is, though, like, this is supposedly claimed, but I have to admit, there's been conflicting... Like, I haven't seen, like, a, a actual press release from Star Wars saying it. It's all from, like, online fan chatter. So maybe it is yes. a little premature. Well, it is, potentially. Okay. But but anyways, I want to tell you guys who has been casted in those roles because okay. that's what the news is. So I'm going to really chop up this guy's name. Mina Massad, who is Aladdin in the live, Disney's live-action remake of Aladdin, he has been casted as Ezra Bridger. So, I'm okay with that. And then the Lars Mikkelsen, who voices Grand Admiral Thrawn, who voiced him, is returning to play him in person, which well, I think he, that's pretty cool. The dude cool. looks like him, man. If they yes, put some makeup yes. on him, so that's that's and cool that they use the I'm same really voice happy. actor, and he looks like yeah. him. I'm very happy with that decision because, but the way that Star Wars is bringing in the same voice actor to the live action character, it's not the first time they've done this because they did the same thing in the Mandalorian season two with Katie Sackoff, who voiced Bo Katan 
mm-hmm. in the orig- in the Clone Wars animated series, and then she came back and played her in real life in the Mandalorian. I feel two. like this is, makes so. so much sense, though. If they're going to be yeah. like the Star Wars universe, you know, they do so much cartoons, they do, anime, you know, novels, they do. Like, it, it's, at some point, you do have to think, okay, we might have to play different versions of the same character. Let's just get the same actor who then has to mm-hmm. do it all. That's kind of great. I, I love that yeah. idea. And they recently just went the other way with Mina Wen. Um, going from live action to then into the, the Bad into Batch the cartoon. Series. Yep. So, oh, which yep. we have not finished the discussion on the Bad Batch. This might well, not be going. appropriate. Uh, it's still uh, yeah. going. Oh, what? Yeah, I thought it's, I it's watched mid-season. the final episode. Oh, what? Was it a mid-season what? finale or something? That seemed pretty end. Okay, never mind. Nope. <laughs> we'll check back in next week. It's, I was it's like, wait, still I just running, buddy. Episode 11. I just watched episode 11. I'm like, where are you at, Lucas? I swear. I was like, oh, good. They got off that planet. And then that was like, okay, it's over. <laughs> It seemed like a real definitive ending to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like no, every episode. They're like, honestly, you guys are so right. Emily's face right now, she's smiling, and I could just tell she's like, I have no F idea these guys. what's going on. F nine, no, these just, guys. I'm just remembering that that feeling of not knowing anything about Star Wars and and the peace that came with it. Yeah. <laughs> on that. Oh my god, that is long gone now. Yep. It's now you're in the dark long. side. Did you say Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, oh. Ahsoka. <laughs> but honestly, you, that's so... Ahsoka... That's... Ahsoka Toki is a musician I like, so it's gonna that's going to be confusing for me. <laughs> oh, I thought we were this going This is so deep here. into the Star Wars series, too. You're, you're, you're going to have to watch, like, seven more films and then all these other TV shows, and then you finally So many get to TV this. series. Oh. This is the thing. The, this exhausting. casting of these characters, like... Star, you you got to be, like, real deep in the Star Wars universe yeah. to, like, even sort of care about this. Um, What's cool though with Thrawn? Yeah. Do you know the story of Thrawn? How he was in the gra- in the novels that aren't canon. They like yep. they took him out of the canon, and now yeah. which is annoying because those are some of my favorite things they ever did in the Star Wars universe were those novels. But then they took his character and put him in the show, the Rebels show, and now he's like canon mm-hmm. again. It's such a good character. He's like probably one of my favorite bad guys in all of them. Absolute he's a great, great character. character. He's yeah. he's phenomenal. So, so anyway, I'm excited when for you said it. Mickelson, I should have known he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, all pretty right. obvious. Pretty obvious. Was well, that all of our news? That was a good. Thank yeah. you for some at least happy, uplifting news to end. What was a pretty dismal <laughs> beginning. <laughs> and that was the verse news. Oh, so I guess it's time for the blind spots. The verse squad blind spots. For this segment, we will explore the blind spots, those required films and series that every Versling should have seen. We are wrapping Emilia's OG Star Wars trilogy viewing after she revealed that she had only seen one of the Star Wars films. The Force is now stronger in this one. We have watched the entire original trilogy with her, one film at a time. Then we will discuss each blind spot in real time. No previous discussions. With no further ado, the Verse Squad Blind Spots, Star Wars Edition. Rules. Where we're going, there are no rules. Actually, there are rules, and the squad will not spoil or reveal anything beyond the films she has seen. It will unfold for the blind spot subject in real time. The subject is not allowed to research, look forward, or discuss outside of this segment. So, on that note, Amalia, 
What did you watch this week? I watched The Jedi Returns. <laughs> this, this joke was a lot funnier in my head. It wasn't funnier in my head. <laughs> so I watched The Return of the Jedi. And I think it's a bit of a misnomer, because if you think about it, if you think about all the Jedi that were in this movie, how many of them really returned, so to speak, so much as remained, emerged, died? Could it be the return of a Jedi? Well, a Jedi singular. is both plural and singular. That's what I mean. It's a singular. The return of a Jedi. Sounds what way less traumatic Jedi? and not as cool. The Jedi yeah, is cool. True. A <laughs> Jedi <laughs> returns. That's true. So, Amalia, how... I, we want to hear your synopsis of the third installment of the original Star Wars trilogy. Well, our main character, our hero, Luke, returns to his home planet of Tatooine. He does not say anything about his barbecued aunt and uncle. Presumably they are still smoldering out there in the desert. We don't see that. Love you, Emperor. Sorry, I'm still, still really on that. <laughs> They're on a mission now to rescue Han, who was frozen in carbonite the last in the last movie. They are rescuing him from Jabba the Hutt, who someone told me is apparently was apparently like digitally CGI'd in in the later version yes, of this movie. It's terrible. We can talk about that later. It's ugly. So uh, they're there to rescue him and meanwhile the Empire has unveiled their plans for, for how they're gonna take down the rebels. And it is, drumroll please to create another Death Star. <laughs> Woohoo! It worked um, so well in the first one. It worked so well the first time they said, I'll have another, please. And it looks exactly the same as the other Death Star. Um, I think it's a little bigger. And, it, and I, it? think it's, I think it has one flaw that's been uh, what, kind of paved over there. Supposedly. Supposedly. So... Um, <clears throat> Rebels and the Emperor Empire face off again, and that their battle and Luke's confrontation with uh, Darth Vader, who we learned in the last movie, is his father. That comes to a close and brings this trilogy to its end. Bam. Dang. Mm-hmm. So... Cue no, the Ewok been... celebration. I was say, I was say, you don't even bring yum, in yum. the Ewoks here. Burp, 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 burp. Yum, yum. The Ewoks were the best. Okay, part of this yeah, movie. the Ewoks who took up a third of the movie and really kind of didn't need to. Yeah, when you're eight years old, they're the best part of the movie. They're awesome. It, until you look back and you see how savage they actually are. Yeah, until you yeah, look back and you realize that it was supposed got, to take place on Kashik and be Wookies, and you're like, how good K- would that? Kashik, isn't it? I I don't know. I it was a kid been, when I read those novels. <laughs> but it would have been such a different movie if it was Wookiees versus the e- like yeah, instead of the it Ewoks. Been like it would have been what happened there. Uh, Lucas like, is all like this, so much those... more violence. <laughs> no, I I just love the whole Wookiee world, and they explored it only in some crappy Christmas special. And you know, so I wanted what? to get more like of no, the Wookiee world. Was it really yeah. supposed to originally be Wookiees? Originally, like, but then he yeah. realized there was a better marketing opportunity to do little teddy bears. I mean, he's and a smart. And then they do two spin-off kid movies. Yeah, it was a really of, shrewd yeah. and Ewok. clever move. And honestly, listen, the Ewoks are beloved. I shouldn't like diss on them. People I mean, love you them. say it's you say it's because of money. I think it's probably because they got the Wookiee costumes and then they accidentally shrank them in the wash, so they were like, Oh crap, how are we gonna save this one? <laughs> honestly, no, listen, porgs were for money. 
Amelia, no. you will get there. Porgs no, no. were totally for money, I thought. No, they no they weren't. They um they couldn't they get rid of shooting, them off the island. Get rid, they couldn't get rid of puffins off the island, so they so decided they just digitally made them into yep. uh <laughs> We just blew Bridget's Wow, mind. we just blew Bridget's mind. She's <laughs> I'm speechless. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, so uh. Amelia, you don't seem like as ecstatic as I was hoping you'd be that, I mean, even just finishing the trilogy, I feel like the pain is over for you now. Um, but so did any of your perceptions from the first two change now watching the third one? Like, cause I, we know you were kind of like Leia was your girl. You kind of were into her character and then Han, you kind of didn't like that much. Uh, you were kind of lukewarm on Luke. Ouch. Uh, so, uh, you know, any, anything changed on this viewing? Um, I have warmed up to Luke, I will say. Um, there's something, I will say, he goes through his character development, like, very fast and mostly off screen. So I don't, I don't love that. But there's something about Mark Hamill as an actor that I think somehow translates to his voice acting, too. He just, like, becomes likable the more he's on screen. He just is a likable dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a treasure. Um, yeah, and then seeing him come in and he's like, like, yes, hello, I, I'm, I, I assume he is the Jedi that returned. Yes, <laughs> they never, he is. They never really say uh, that, but yeah, he is a Jedi. Return of and, a Jedi. Um, still a misnomer. He's not returning. It's not like he was a Jedi before uh, and now he's back. I think it's more about the Jedi religion. It's, exactly. It's like, yeah. Jedi religion. Like, know. the Jedi well, as a whole will be returning. This is, like, the first step to well, a much we larger world. Knowing yeah. that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have a time machine, you know, at the time that this was I mean, released. But, if we want to get yeah. into it further, you know, his father become, you know, lets go of the dark side and becomes a Jedi again. So, in a way, the Jedi, plural, does happen in this film. Mm-hmm. They are returned somewhat. Mm-hmm. And we know that yeah, because he's a floaty enough. ghost at the end. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's a good point. Um, oh, I just and I just realized something, too, because you watch, like, the CGI, the updated versions. Like, the ending <laughs> is different, too. Yeah. So silly. The ending is different. Yeah, the, the third ghost is uh, uh, Christian Hayden. Christian and for some Hayden reason, yeah. but Obi-Wan's still, it's Alec not Guinness. Ewan McGregor, right? No, it's it's. We have rules, human. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. we're it's, breaking it's sorry, the rules. We broke it's, the rules. We're not breaking the rules. It's it's an act. No, but no, we, it's we don't not. want to ruin. We don't want to spoil some things for her in the future. No, but so Emilia, though, I, I like that. I agree with you. I think that uh, this is the best movie for Luke Skywalker. Like, and Mark mm-hmm. Hamill is it's his best performance. I think he had the most to work with, and he he's the movie rides on his shoulders, and he delivers it. That's why it's effective but what about leia like did you were you into leia's journey on this and her character leia i don't know that a lot happened with leia i mean her and han oh my god Han looks so shot to the heart yeah you're to blame han their their romance develops and i've never been a fan of it so so to me i just that to me says that her character stagnated Ooh. I know that Han like becomes a nicer guy or whatever. But he's such I a just, loser like, in this one. Yeah. He's literally like we just talked about Black Widow. He's like the character. What's his name? Uh, the Russian super Alexi. soldier. Alexi. He's like Alexi yeah. from Black Widow. He just becomes a clown in this one. 
He's like worthless. I mean, if he's going to be a jerk, he might as well commit to it and then Leia doesn't end up with him, yeah. you know? And, but, but no. But no, they just had sudden character change because he has to be an anti-hero because that's all the rage. And I'm sorry, me and um, Harrison Ford don't get along. I'm going to say something real quick. And I feel like Amelia may, may like this sequel trilogy. I think I think she may. After I mean, hearing your non excitement, I'm gonna go with this original one. I feel like you might like the sequels. You're gonna sure. be like the reverse Star Wars fan, and, and it's the- okay. It's okay as long as it's your Star Wars fan. It's okay. I also didn't like Blade Runner. The new one or the original or both? There's a lot of silence. The original. <laughs> that's fine whatever i you know I've it's like one of my favorite Blade movies Runner, of all time so but, you know it's all good i have no idea yeah spit on my grave you know, no whatever my my wife hates all that she won't <laughs> my wife won't watch those movies with me because she hates them so like you know. we are not going to get into that conversation because i had it many multiple times <laughs> no i mean some people just film some films aren't for them and it's you know that's it's okay you know it's, that's, a journey. it's, it's, it's a journey it's our opinions yeah, you, you know, Emily, I'm just I'm just gonna bring up the uh, the reason why I'm hurt about the uh, the Leia comments is because I, I guess it's more mainstream now to have a very strong female lead like that. But back then, when this aired, th- this was very not typical, and her taking charge in many of the situations, her showing the boys up in many situations, just was brand new back then. So it was one thing that when I was a kid, I gravitated towards. It was like, wow, this this woman's awesome. She's right up there with Ripley and uh, and Linda Hamilton from uh, from Terminator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I well, always T2 liked her character as a kid. Uh, I liked Luke and Leia the most. Like, I really wasn't a huge Han fan, at least by this one. Like, he was fun in the other ones, but this one, I was like, God, he's just so incompetent and annoying. He's still like trying to be when- swag, and he has nothing going on. Like, he's messing everything up. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you with this guy? Yeah, the, the two scenes that absolutely uh, solidified her as, like, just an awesome character was when she strangles Jabba the Hutt with her own oh, yeah. chains. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. when uh, at the end when uh, they're about to be captured and she pulls the gun and, and shoots the guys. Um, mm-hmm. And Hans yeah, is like, so I she love continued you. to be the most useful, in my opinion. And I know that people, like, the, the whole, the, the metal bikini thing, like, people are split on that i think mm-hmm. generally unhappy what would you say is the general i think split because it, it's you know it's embraced by the star wars community as being like you know uh people dress up in at, in, at comic cons in them all the time right but at the same time it is even at the time was considered a little bit you know exploit exploitative even at the time and i don't think it's aged well at all for that reason but well you know you know carrie fisher's argued the exact opposite that it aged even better because okay um, she talks about like, listen, I was like forced into slavery. Of course, he was going to objectify me and all this stuff. Yeah. And you know what? I killed the space slug because of it. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, a lot of Star Wars fans don't even want to call it the Slave Leia outfit anymore. It's now called Hut Slayer Leia. Wow. <laughs> listen, if she, so if she if she's going to brand it, she can call it whatever she wants. She survived. You know. <laughs> I'm kind of with Carrie on this one. I mean, I. I do think it's like a little, it's a little much. Like I do think, like probably the decision to put her in that costume wasn't, like I, I don't, I doubt it was for a progressive reason. But I don't think it aged 
poorly because I barely even like notice it. I was just like, yeah, we we get it. Jabba's a bad guy. There was like all of these scenes beforehand of him being a bad guy and like objectifying women and worse. So uh, when she showed up in the outfit, I knew that it was like a very iconic outfit, but I didn't, I was expecting to be more offended by it, but I wasn't. Like the thing that I didn't like that they did with Leia's character happened in the last movie where <laughs> she, where she gets kissed by Han Solo, not, not, not that she kisses him, but she gets kissed by Han Solo, kind of against her will, but not really. That was uh, not my thing. So, like you, you mentioned like the whole like metal bikini outfit. Did you have you seen that like in other pop culture before, or did so like you recognized it by the time you saw it like on screen in this film? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Random little bits of like robot chicken sketches are just like <laughs> clicking into place in that's so head. funny that's funny now, i mean I that image oh. though of her in the bikini is like you could have taken that from so many sci-fi you know old novels from you know the 30s 40s P- old pulp sci-fi would always feature images like that all the time mm-hmm. so i feel like george lucas was really kind of just playing homage to a lot of the sci-fi before so it, i'm sure it didn't even seem that out of place in his mind but it has become this iconic thing. And the divisiveness, I think, is what makes for an interesting conversation to begin with, let alone that it's mm-hmm. this iconic look that, like I said, the Star Wars community has embraced fully. Like, the controversy is kind of on the outside, not within the Star Wars community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I know you made mention of this earlier, but you said how you loved, like, Mark Hamill in this, and you just said how he gets more likable. Would you say that Luke Skywalker was your favorite character, though? Or did you have, like, another character that you still liked more? Favorite characters would probably still be Leia. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Luke became a lot more likable, and I think that his story was done very well. But he did... He is a pet killer. He killed the the Rancor. rancor. Yeah. (laughs) And for some reason, in this moment of inexplicable world-building... They had his keepers, they had a, a full scene of his keepers being distraught about it. I, I always like, loved that as a kid, because I was necessary? like, it made you, no, but yeah, it, it made it, it was not just the evil monster, it was some, a poor abused monster, it's something he did love, like, I like that, that they had that in there. At some so, point. Uh, yeah. So, would you say that of the entire series that you've watched so far, or just this, uh, this movie? Um, like, about the world building, or? No, no, the, your favorite character. Being Leia. Ooh, um, yeah, I think so. For both? I think so. Because Leia, I really like Lando Calrissian as well, but his story's pretty thin. <clears throat> he gets a um, lot of fun screen time in this one, though. He does. Like, he's, I admit, as a he kid. He to jump around and be an action hero. As a kid, that's where I wanted to be, was, like, riding shotgun with, you know, Lando on that Millennium Falcon. Like, that was. With, Bi- the, with Billy D. Williams popping heck, some yeah. Colt 45s? Well, yeah, I couldn't drink yet, but t- definitely. He, he, I'll take the wheel, Billy. You can down one of those Colt 45s. I mean, like, not to flex on y'all, but, like, I did sort of fly the Millennial Falcon, like, last week. Millennial Falcon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep calling it that because I think it's funny. God bless you. That's, I still wanted somebody to draw a photo of what the Millennial well, Falcon looks like. It, I still want her to just go Millennial Falcon. Falcon. That's right. Do you want to know what the difference is between the Millennium Falcon Falcon and the Millennial Falcon? Is that on the Millennial Falcon? There's a Starbucks on board. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I'm on the Millennium then. (laughs) No, no, no. It's like a 
it's a Pete's coffee or like whatever the kids are drinking now. Whatever <laughs> the kids. <laughs> There's a there's a white claw fountain in it. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so from favorite character to favorite scene, what was your favorite scene? Okay, so I think that we spent way too much time with Drop of the Hut at the beginning. I felt like the pacing of this movie was really weird, but <laughs> Job of the Hut hanging out with his cronies, eating frogs, cavorting with all the unsavory types. Those were my favorite scenes because his band low-key slaps. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, and as they're like on their way to the Sarlacc pit, they got the band on board like mm-hmm. playing some music to go to the Sarlacc pit. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, I'm like hyped for this. Well, when you're rolling deep with your entourage, you know, you, you, you gotta have tunes. You just yeah. gotta. I well, have a question have for tunes. you, Emilia. In the version that you watched for, of this, when they were like at Jabba's palace and they were like playing was there like a weird frog looking creature singing with a microphone yes there was oh, yeah, so that's, the yeah. New version? Okay. that's the new yeah. version yeah and i and i i've seen the original like original original and then i've now on disney plus they have like the updated versions and mm-hmm. i was like what is that i'm sorry you had to see that no it's but just, honestly i like the idea just, that uh, the thing that i loved about the star wars universe when i first watched it was it was a universe and you did feel like Sure, there's this whole big epic story going on, but I could just go and hang out in like on this planet, or go. I want to learn more about these people, and it just felt like so lived in and real when when I was a kid. And so, yeah, I, I, I see. I dig where you're coming from, Emily. It's like the more they actually make it seem like a real place, the more enjoyable it is to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for um, like a a more serious uh, answer, I like for action scenes. I really loved the um, Luke and Leia take out those guys on, the speed on air, air motorcycles. <laughs> Dude, we're going to talk about that um, after this. And also, like, like the world building was by far my favorite thing about this trilogy, mm-hmm. that we got to see so many, and that they, like you said, Lucas, they all felt lived in. Yeah. And, like, when they land with the Ewoks and they start, like, um, worshipping C-3PO, presumably as, like, some sort of golden god, like, that was hilarious. And C-3PO finally, like, his personality like he's been comic relief this whole time but they've done enough with his personality that when he assumes this this like golden god funny role yeah. that's a little bit deeper it really works mm-hmm. it's really I, was gonna ask I never knew i had it in me that. he has like some of the best one-liners in this episode because <laughs> you said that c3po you, is he still your like most relatable character you think Yes, he's still my spirit robot. <laughs> Just spirit joking. Sorry, Crossword. No. I'd expect nothing less. He finally he's getting the respect he deserves. <laughs> but that's what's kind of great about that. He's also a really that. good storyteller. Oh, yeah. He's got his sound effects. Boom, boom. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, the, the, the thing that's cool about it is he's been, like, so beaten up on through the last two movies that finally he gets, like, you know, he gets thrown a bone. He gets treated with yeah, respect. he gets freaking cool. dismantled in the last yeah. movie, and everybody was like, whatever, C-3PO. Just- oh, they're so mean to him in the last two, and now he finally gets, you know, some respect. Yeah, every, everyone but, you know, Chewbacca. Chewie's like, yeah, I, I, got, your, I got your fam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap you back together. That's true. Chewie, Chewie is a really good friend, and he, he would be the person that I choose to go on like on an adventure with because yeah you're right he he tries to fix c-3po um carries him around and in this movie when he reunites with han it's like very emotional and then because han is 
uh, is blind from being unfrozen from the carbonite. He like fixes his hair for him because he knows that he can't do it himself. I, you know, that was like a nice. Okay, so I I actually have just reading too into one a question about one specific character. Um, What was the vibe you got from Boba Fett? He might as well have not been there. I was really, I was waiting. For something to, ha- I was waiting for him to climb out of the Sarlacc pit because I I see Boba Fett around in the world and people are like Boba Fett's awesome and I'm like he must be in other movies. No, I swear He's, it was I, because so... of the toy. It's because he was the best toy. He was. Like, we that was all, it. He was the coveted toy because he had the jetpack. <laughs> you'd fly around with. Don't him. tell me we're not going to see Boba. Well, I guess we can't. Like, you can't. You will get right. more Boba than you can you. handle. But yeah. be- via the uh, rules but- subsection. Oh, rules be rules. <laughs> You know, the rules. <laughs> because of the rules, can't say anything. Um, but yes, I agree with Lucas. The reason why he was such a cool uh, character, supposedly, was because of the toy. Because as I was growing up, I was like, I don't get what everyone's obses- obsession is with this guy. He was lame. He got taken out by a blind guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was just standing around looking intimidating. Yeah. And then, and then he... <laughs> and growing up, people would be like... Um, you know, uh, you know. Well, he he caught Han Solo. I'm like, no, he didn't. I was like, Vader caught him and then just froze him and handed him over. I was like, Boba didn't do Jack. Yeah, I was. I never understood the Boba fixation, except that he was the best toy. I do remember loving him as a toy, but I was like, in the movies, he's lame. Like he doesn't do anything yeah. cool. I, I watched a documentary about like the making of the Star Wars trilogy not that long ago, and it really was the toy. That's exactly mm-hmm. what George Lucas talk about talked about because he was like all of a sudden like. One day I went to a Comic Con and was like, everyone was Boba Fett. Like that's what the fan base like picked as their favorites. But yeah. it, it's it's bizarre, but hey, that is bizarre. It works. It works. But was there any other things that you were like, what the heck is going on, or why did they do that? Because I feel like there's probably a few other big what the heck moments in this one. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> they. All, all of their plan, all of the plans of the rebels, um, they all kind of suck. The plan to rescue Han is very poorly thought out. <laughs> the plan to destroy the Death Star, slightly better thought out, but still like it's a trap. They're, they're basically yeah, exactly. They they fall for the trap. At every turn, Luke is warned that this is not a good idea to go and try and confront Vader on his own. Um, I know that, like, eventually the plot makes it so that it is the right decision. It works its but, way like, up to it, eventually. Right, <laughs> but everyone almost dies, and then their plan for getting into the um, the station where they can, like, lower the, uh, lower the shield for the Death Star is um, to just sneakily go get in there. Uh, they're, they're basically playing a stealth video game, because they're like, as long as we're not seen... Will be okay. And fly casual. And they get seen immediately, and they're like, "Okay, well, if they saw us, much like in a stealth video game, they're like if they saw us, we gotta take, we just gotta take them out." And then there's like a, a pile of bodies like piling up in the closet or something, and <laughs> and I'm just like, "How is there? How are they not getting caught? Because do these people not? Do the stormtroopers not have comms? Like, anyway, not a great plan. Plan to rescue Han risks everyone's life." Um, R2-D2 even, or C-3PO even warns Luke that there's a trap door under his feet just before he falls into the pit with the rancor. And um, he still, he still falls for it. <laughs> Literally. And then, um, he, w- he couldn't have predicted that there was going to be a rancor, but 
you know, at least... But luckily, uh, Ranker gets taken out by the most fearsome weapon of all, a door. And then, like, Leia risks sexual abuse and, and imprisonment to try and save Luke. It's like they're not... Uh, start to try and save Han. It's like they're not talking to each other at all in this plan. They all seem confused by what each other is doing. I feel like it's like the low-key... Like, we just watched the low-key show. Like, that was always what was happening. You were like, I thought you guys had a plan. Now we're just kind of reacting to a plot thing that's happening around us. Well, it, it was thin plans because in the beginning, uh, Leia's Leo goes to try and buy Han, and Jabba's like, "I'm not letting my favorite piece of art go." And you look over at the wall, and there's Han frozen in carbonite. And then, like, it was like, "Oh, well, that didn't work." Well, what was the backup plan? Right, Luke just shows up and tries to kill you know, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't really hold up on like when you inspect it too closely, but you know, whatever. It was a fun ride. So, Emilia, you're not handcuffed anymore to have to watch any more of the series. Would you be interested still in watching more of the series, or is this something where you're like, you know what, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the ripcord and I, I, I'm, I'm bailing? So this might be a little confusing because I feel like I've, I've only given you signs that I'm like pretty meh on everything, but I do want to continue watching because at this point. I'm intrigued, and I feel like I'm, like, chipping away at something. Like, I've got, like, a little pick. I'm just chipping away at, like, what makes this series tick? You know, what makes the fans tick? And I, at this point, I, I need to know. I'm so... Is it, uh, I'm happy is it Jar Jar Binks? I'm so curious for you to watch the prequels, yeah. Like, I'm very interested to see your perspective, because I have a feeling you're not going to be as tainted, good or bad, and it'll be interesting to see your perspective on it. All right, now we get the Verse Squad Blind Spot Star Wars edition for a whole 12 episodes. It means I have to watch the prequels again, which I will do. I wasn't excited about it. I also it. really thought that Luke was going to go to the dark side at some point because he got a suspicious black glove like Darth Vader did. But then I remembered that it's a trilogy and um, that they're, that's not how they ended yeah. it. <laughs> but he did hack his dad apart at some point. You know, he definitely hacked his dad's yeah, hand, hand for hand, yeah. right? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts though uh, on like Leia potentially like being a Jedi and her having the Force? Did you like that like plot line? Yes, um, I think that Leia's definitely overdue to like have some sort of insane plot powers. However, they really—I <laughs> was waiting the entire movie for at some point Luke to be like, ugh. <laughs> I kissed her. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. once. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No one, we don't talk yeah, about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> no one said anything. No one cared well, she, at all. She's from Alderaan. That's basically space Alabama. God. <laughs> Do we? Okay. <laughs> all I know about Alderaan is that it got blown up. <laughs> I thought she was royalty. She was. Was. Keyword being yeah, wise. yeah. They never explain what she's the princess of, like how that went. Princess of brother kissing. <laughs> <laughs> I have it right here. You made out with your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Even Han was like, whatever. Like I'm just glad that you still love me and not him. Yeah, but the, we don't know what look? happened that night when they were laying in bed, and then he was just no, like, no. Wait, that no. He has that look when she says, "Oh, he's my brother," and he's like. He's about to say something, and I'm like, come on, hon. <laughs> Wait, did you kiss that dude? 
But I'm glad to hear, though, that you're excited to watch more. That is, like, very... As a Star Wars fan, like, that's very nice to hear, I will so, say. Uh, another question about another character that, like, basically just shows up in this, really. Um, the Emperor. Like, did you feel like that was well played out? Like, like, oh, this is the big bad. I, I enjoy this reveal. Or were you like, eh. Emperor, um... I kind of don't think they needed him. I felt like if they had taken everything that the Emperor was and put more character development into Darth Vader, who I really liked as a villain, that could have been a lot more interesting. Although I really did like the Emperor's um, lightning powers. It's just that his, his, like, his whole, this is why I'm a bad guy thing, like, is, is... isn't really there he's just like i'm just a bad guy um and they they saved all of that juicy like inner conflict for darth vader who becomes who's like the main bad guy for two movies and then suddenly becomes the ancillary bad guy and i didn't know that that needed to happen but uh darth vader was a pretty good villain uh, i wish he could have i i feel like he just should have been the emperor and uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, out of five, what would you give? No. Wait, wait, wait. I, I thought I thought we don't do out of five stars here at the verse. Uh, out of five lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have the A, B, C. Oh, that's D. right. Sorry. How many spider legs? How many spider give? legs would you give this? <laughs> True verse links. No, no. Okay. Um. For a, for, if we're gonna um, rank it based on our grading system, yes. Can we remind our audience for... and some of our <laughs> co-stars what the rating system is again? Because <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. No. A is all time. B is better than most. C could have done better. D, don't expect to like it. F, F this movie. Okay, so now that I've seen the whole trilogy, and because we were using the inferior star system, <laughs> the last two blind spots, I'm going to rank all three. Oh, yes. Good idea. Um, I like that. So, A New Hope. Uh, so, okay. So, I'm going to start with um, The Empire Strikes Back, because I think it was the best. I know it's the most common opinion, but I think it was the best. And I would give that a... What does B stand for again? <laughs> better than most. Yeah. Better than most. I would give it a better than most. Um, <clears throat> a New Hope, I would give a could have done better. Although I did really, I did quite like it. It was a good intro. And then um, The Jedi Returns, <laughs> I went to give. Um, don't expect, d- don't, don't expect to. Like it. Don't expect I thought it was to don't like expect it. to watch again, or is it don't expect to like it? What is it? It's don't. Just, Just don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. No, don't. it's not that bad. <laughs> I kind of feel like this grading system is not equally spaced. <laughs> um, and then this this original trilogy as a whole, what would you what would you rate that? I'm I'm just amazed at how lukewarm I am on the whole thing. <laughs> 
I, I feel like it's. I feel like I'm letting the people down. No. You know, no. like it's I mean, like, come on, no. love it or hate it. Don't just be like it was okay. And to be fair, like we did force you into watching it, and like nothing's ever good when you're forced to do it. Yeah. You know, Dude, like if you just discovered con- this on your own, it would be yeah. Different. Context is everything as well. Like yeah. wh- how old you are, the setting, the, the where you saw it, who you were with when you saw it, it completely influences. I tried pretty hard. Yeah. I tried pretty hard here. Um, although I will say. The score, just incredible. Some of John Williams' Chef's best work. Oh, yes. That guy has such an incredible library of work, and this is some of the best stuff he's ever done, I think. Easily. Easily. Yeah, still not better than Jurassic Park, but it is up there. It might be. I, I'd have to rewatch the Jurassic Park movies, but I think I think Star Wars is more consistent. But in terms of like how much you like the, the themes, like that's subjective, but... Star Wars is it's so dang consistent mm-hmm. and there's so many transformations um, that they do along the way and it never gets old. I, I did bring this up uh, when we did the New Hope uh, uh, blind spot, but now that you've seen all three, uh, I want you to try and uh, check out Gustav Holtz's The uh, the Planets. Oh, you know, I actually listened to Mars the Destroyer, which is part of his which is part of the planet's yes. suite. And? It, um, I'm seeing the likenesses between that and a lot of things. I can tell it, it must have inspired so many big bad themes. Yeah. So, it, yeah, very obvious relationship DNA shared with um, Darth Vader's theme, the Emperor, the Emperor Empire theme, and also with... The Imperial um, March. Yes, the Imperial March. I'm and then, <laughs> adding that to my Spotify list as we speak, Norm. Thanks for reminding me. It also reminds me of... Uh, is this from, from Bowser's theme? <laughs> from Mario. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, oh, Bowser's theme. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, but um, still, we need a grade for the uh, series. Oh, Okay. So lukewarm isn't a grade. No, I, I think it's a grade. <laughs> it's not a failure. And I guess could have done better. Ugh. You can give it a could have done oh. better plus, like I did with Black Widow, where I was like, it's all right. I'll, you know, maybe I'll see him again, no. but I'm not going to be that. No, no, no pluses, no, no minuses. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Lucas. That's quite all right. No, all we ask is for your honesty. Oh, I meant George Lucas. Oh. Well, he's that's who I was named after, so I kind of have a little bit of a dog Seriously? Can you speak for him? I'll tell you this. my I, For years, my dad does not like Star Wars. He's not a Star Wars fan. He's a Star Trek fan. And for years, I was like, so wait, you didn't name me after George Lucas? And he was like, God, no, why would I do that? I hate Star Wars. And then finally, he was like, you know, it was in the zeitgeist. I'm sure that's where I got it from. I was like, oh, so you weren't inspired, but it's like you heard the name. It stuck with you. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take that's it. That's funny. Did he name the main character after himself? I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's a little, it's a little on the nose. All right, so so we're going with C. Could have done better for the mm-hmm. series. Yes, and I don't know. I mean, maybe if I if I hung out in the Sarlacc pit for a thousand years, being slowly digested, digested, and only had this to watch, then I would like it more. <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen for you. I just wanted to bring up that Sarlacc pit thing because I don't understand how you would stay alive for a thousand years. I always confused me. I was like, there's no way. Like, how does it, there's not even enough energy in your body to, how does that work? No. Anyway. Maybe you become fossilized. I never thought of that. 
maybe you become a fossil and then you're just there as a rock and then you're helping digest other things like like a gullet on a chicken or maybe it's like it's like a how uh how han got frozen in carbonite he, st- he stayed alive maybe it's he was making like... carbonite down in there mm-hmm. carbonite does not seem cold by the way although apparently it is 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 that is that what we agree? Carbonite is supposed to be cold. No, I, I think it was very smoky. Like it looked like it was cold, like dry ice. I, I think what they were trying to say is that it, it it starts out in gaseous form, and then they found a way to freeze it into a solid, and that's why it's frozen in carbonite. I don't know. Okay, no, that's way that makes that holds water. I guess holds gas. <laughs> <laughs> makes okay. more sense than darn well. like pit. My last note, my last note for Star Wars, I think it's a fitting end to this blind spot segment is, um, anyway, let's party. Woo, Ewoks, another force <laughs> yep, ghost yep. appears. Yeah. Yep, yep, let's, yep, let's yep. take the heads of our fallen uh, enemies and use them as drums. Well, it was helmets. <laughs> Were there skulls and, in there? Yeah, that, Yoda I, that, just took that was actually a dark stuff. turn now that I do, think about do it. You, do you remember what they're drumming with? Femur bones? Bones. <laughs> but we don't know if those are of human bones. We don't, but but you're right. They, we the, do. Cut, the cutaway shots of them gnawing on the human <laughs> leg would have been amazing. I would have loved the Ewoks so much more if they kept all that stuff in. <laughs> Those poor Ewoks right. got drafted into this war that no one asked for. <laughs> True, though. You're not wrong. Not wrong. Well, folks, that was another edition of the Verse Squad Blind Spots. And just because you stuck with us, we got a special surprise. We're going to play a game. Do you want to play a game? You want to play a game? (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a Coke. This movie, Return of the Jedi, inspired me to come up with a question for the verse. If you could have one vehicle from any franchise, any cinematic universe, what would it be? And I have my answer. I can go first if it'll help you, like, kind of think while I answer. And I bring this up because the, the... the land speeders in this? What is the actual name for them in this one? Uh, it's just, Air motorcycles. It's just the, speeder bikes, aren't they? Speeder bikes. So the speeder bikes in this movie I was obsessed with. Like, I would watch that scene. I'd be home from school. I'd watch this movie and to watch that scene because I was so thrilled by it. And uh, I own motorcycles to this day, and I ride motorcycles because of this movie. And if you told me I could go out right now and buy one of those uh, speeder bikes... I mean, that's, I would take that over almost anything else in the entire universe to own as a vehicle. And I would take it to go shopping down the street because those things are rad and I wish I could own one. So how about <laughs> y'all? Any, and you, anyone, James Bond's vehicles, Fast Furious, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe. There's a lot like Thanos Copter, Norm. I know you're a fan. So I know <laughs> anything like what would it, what would it be and why? The Millennial Falcon, Bridget. You can have your Pete's coffee. <laughs> she already owns the Millennial Falcon. Yeah. Oh, man. This is, that's a really good question, Lucas. Yeah. I know a lot of my friends would, were always would have said the uh, hoverboard from Back to the Back Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people would go with the DeLorean from Back yeah, to the Future. Well, everybody would say that, and I'd be like, are you crazy? Speeder bikes. No, Those are the coolest. No. No, I, I, I don't want the temptation, like, while it would be cool to travel through time, I don't want the temptation to try and change things, so. Or yeah, the responsibility wait. of what happens if I do. Marty! <laughs> Erased from existence! Erased from existence! I always forget that line. I still think one. I had the best, uh, best impression. <laughs> 
I feel um, like I would go with this is gonna be really nerdy, but like the ghost from Star Wars Rebels, because uh, it has like a smaller ship attached to it. Uh, so if you wanted, oh, you get to, like, like two and one. You get like two and one, and just I really loved the design the of that ship, tar. like mm-hmm. in the series. Now, now does so, that mean you also get Chopper? That's like I would ask for that in the deal if I said <laughs> I'm going to pay you this money. Chopper needs to be included. Chopper is their version of R two D two on that show. It's the astromech that belongs yeah. to the ghost, and yeah. he's awesome. I love Chopper. Yeah, I just I like that ship because it's very spacious. So I could like put a workout room in like one room, and then the other room. Pete's coffee in the other room. one. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I could I could really uh. Doll so this is the up. Millennial Falcon. <laughs> it's got yeah. a workout room. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good yeah. space. And cool. it's gotten out of a lot of messy situations. So, like, I think it's okay. got good luck. So that would be my good answer. So I guess I'm going to go with the uh, USSS Enterprise D. D. Okay. D. Ooh. Important. Cause, 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 yeah, because it yeah, has because the carpeting. Not only does it have the carpeting, it also has the holodecks. Yeah, that's a huge one. You're right. It would be yeah. worth it to have it just for the holodecks, for sure. Yes, because uh, I, I was thinking because I was also uh, battling between uh, Ghost Rider's motorcycle, only because recently Ghost Rider's motorcycle has had the ability to go into space. What? Mm. I didn't know that was a thing even, yeah. and that motorcycle's pretty badass yeah Ooh, now i'm like speeder bike or ghost rider's motorcycle but uh, it can uh, go it can they travel through dimensions like he goes to yeah. hell on it all the time yeah so uh, but i'm still I gonna no go reason with to the, go to hell i'm still <laughs> going with the enterprise baby okay you enterprise got the holodecks that's a good answer yeah I, I it's so tempting to say the tardis because it's so iconic but I also don't want the responsibility of traveling through time, and the TARDIS tends Sounds to like not so much listen to you, mm-hmm. where it tends to not follow uh, your exact directions for where you want to go and well, when you want to go. Yeah, the, the TARDIS doesn't take you where you want to go. It takes you where you need to need go. Need to go. And I don't need right. to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I need a glorious purpose like that, but I, I'm i going to go with Broomsticks. From Harry Ooh, Potter. Nice. The oh, Nimbus, I can respect that. The Nimbus 3000 that. or something a little. Firebolt, I think. Firebolt. Okay. Ooh, I, I mean, like I that. feel like the land speeder and the, the and that are very closely aligned. I like that. Brims can go higher. Can, can I just well, say. you haven't seen all the Star Wars episodes yet. So. Ah, okay. I enjoy that. That's good. That was a good question, Lucas. I, I mean, I've really thought about this. Some, like, I, I'll be power. thinking about this tomorrow while I'm drinking coffee. Because I'll be like, <laughs> God, she's right about the broom. The fire motorcycle. <laughs> Can, I'm going to think about it a lot, too. Can I no, just I mean, be honest that I'm really super glad nobody here said Slave 1? Because if so, I would have <laughs> lost my... I don't know why people think that's a great ship. It takes off like this, flies down. like oh, this. What? No. like just Never stupid. got it. Never got it. Again, no. re, I, I, I will forever never understand why people were obsessed with Boba Fett when he had the dumbest ship and he was not even close to being a great character. Angry much? Norm, I mean, once again, the bromance <laughs> continues. Never understood it. Never got it. That's funny. Well, thank you for answering. Those are all good answers. And now I'm going to second guess and question my answer for the rest of the week. So thanks for that. No problem. Success. Success. (laughs) Yeah. Well, folks, back at home, as you also ponder the same question Lucas just asked all of us, 
Also, be sure to subscribe to The Verse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and wherever you find your favorite podcast. And we'd also love your rating as well. I mean, five stars, I mean, sounds about right. Eight spider legs, uh, you know, eight lightsabers. You know, you know, it all rounds out 100% at the end of the day. Uh, but also, too, as always, if you want to follow me, uh, Bridget Brogan, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BridgetBrogan16. And you can follow me, Lucas Longacre, at Luconian Logic on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow me, the one and only Cronsworth, on Twitter at Cronsworth. That's Cronsworth with a K. And you can follow me, Norm Felker, on Twitter at random underscore white guy. You can follow me, Emilia, on Twitter at Emilia U. And if you would like to chime in on your thoughts about the Star Wars original trilogy or about uh, what your favorite vehicle, what vehicle of choice you would have from across the cinematic universes, make your case to us on Twitter at the Versecast. And finally, there's our producer, Steven Prusikowski, who last we heard was doing a documentary on the digestive track of the Sarlacc. He can be found on Twitter and Letterboxd as at FilmSnork. You're expecting to see him in about a thousand years. Fully digested. Pretty much. Oh, well, there's our music. Thanks for listening, and be sure to send in those questions and comments. And we'll see you next time in The Verse. The Verse is presented by ScreenRadar.com and produced by Steven Kruzikowski. Okay, challenge accepted. Our favorite impressions from the Star Wars trilogy. It's a trap. Can we get another take of that from someone? It's a trap. Because I, I got to be honest, that was a little, the whole, it's a trap. That was a little disappointing to me because I, every time I hear it, I, I feel like I, people are so like, they sound so like meaty with their, it's a with trap. Their of it. He's like, and then when we actually get there, he's just like, it's a trap. I think Norris is probably the closest. Yeah. It's more fun yeah. to make it outrageous. Like, it's a it's trap. A trap. <laughs> That's the whole point. All right. I didn't mean to do yeah, He's more like, it's, it's a trap. Can I tell you, though, as, as when I've gone back and watched that film, like, I have played up that line so many times, like, as Lucas is saying, that every time I see it on screen, I'm like, they changed it. They this is, they updated this version. That's not that's not how it originally was said. <laughs> I think right. my favorite from the third one though is this one. It's the oh, I never knew I had to tin me. Three PO oh, is such a good, a good line. It cracks me up every I love time. That. I love that. I'm okay. I this is my this is my favorite impression. Okay. Okay. <gasps> I feel I like I gotta call nine one one. We have an asthmatic asthmatic on the uh, the ship here. I meant to cover my face, and then I realized I didn't. Here, I'll give it a shot. Ready? Is that closer? Yeah, that's way closer. Is Emily dialing nine one one now as well? Oh shit! <laughs> oh god. I don't have to do mine because I already did mine. <laughs> That's true. All right, Norm, how about you? Yes, it seems he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> By the way, 
Do you ever force choke yourself a bit? <laughs> I think they cut. They, that's like, that's, that's like a bonus scene. Yeah, that, that, they, yeah, they took that out of me. It's a deleted scene. George Lucas, uh, you know, went in on the Disney Plus platform. Oh, wait, is, that, is that Robot Chicken? Because if that's not Robot Chicken, it should be on Robot Chicken. <laughs> it's Robot Chicken. Okay. Wait, honestly, guys, I mean, my favorite scene. No, I mean, like, line exchange, I guess. Hang on, I gotta... Okay, hang on. Ready? I love you! I know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the scene. Wait, which, from which one, though? From I which one, tell. yeah. Is that from Empire, or is that from, uh... Is oh, that from, from Return of the Jedi? Empire. Wait, so you don't like the Leia like saying it was from the Return of the Jedi? No, no. I don't... I, it's the original one is the best. Yeah. I kind of forgot about the last Fair one. Fair enough. I feel like I gotta do an Obi Wan one. <clears throat> These are not the droids you were looking for. That's not a bad Alec Guinness. That's not bad. Thank I have you. that on Thank a coffee you. mug. I drink out of it every morning. He's just so coy. He He's is. So oh, well, here's another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. All right, KW, hit us up. Come on. R two D two. Where are you? That's all I've got. <laughs> that was too spot on. I know. I don't know. It was really good. It was really good. You should go on America's well Got Talent, KW. I'm holding out for that one. Now, and now, young Cronsworth, you will, will die. die. I believe that's my line. Wait, is that Voldemort? I, I'm <laughs> no, not, he I'm, says that in the third one. Oh, that really Scott sounded like Voldemort there, die. though. Oh, you mean the... You know, recalibrating. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, it sounded like, it. yeah. Scene. I mean, I, I guess we have to correct what everyone always quotes wrong, right? That... No, I am your father. No! See, the thing that they, that they miss... No, I'm your father. No, the thing that they always... Miss is that what they what people are really saying is Luke dot dot dot, I am your father, and the dot 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 is all of the dialogue in between. <laughs> Luke ellipses, I am your father. <laughs> he told me enough. He told me you killed him. You're not even my real dad. <laughs> that was my Mark Hamill impression. I would, that's so true. I was gonna go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Power converters. Oh. Oh, always gotta God. have one of those. Good, good. Give in to your hate, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. <laughs>